Now the story of a wealthy family who lost everything and the one son who had no choice but to keep them all together. It's TC and Jake. Hey man, what's up? What kind of summer are you having? Uh, I guess it's done now. Yesterday yeah, no, was the last. It's legally done. Don't tell the outside, you know what I mean? That's like the worst weather take ever on like the first nice day. Yeah, it's still a summer day though. Would you, you say this is fall? This feels like a fall day to you? It's like in the 90s. Or is it low 90? Maybe like I'm wrong. 55 this morning when I, I got up. Say 81. Yeah. Uh, I stand by it. <laughs> I would expect nothing else. I realize that the evidence has uh, deserted me. <laughs> but this is no time to bail. Undeterred. It's just been that kind of day, dude. It's not a day where I need to take any more. You having a little day? More crap. Just so hectic. I'm. I'm I'm going out of town. That's what I'm going out of town trying to buy a new house and adding that into everything else that's normally going on in my life is proving challenging. But it, the boys need me there. It is different. We've got to take on Wisconsin head to head. Boy, I might be he- hitting the Scani hard this weekend. Well, they have a functioning offensive line, so that's not a bad idea. It is interesting now that you're a working stiff and you're reminded how much bullshit that comes with wanting to go do something out of town. The day before, the day after, the worst two days of the week. Uh, Horrible. You, you know, it's all... It, it's it's certainly hectic, but like, I it, I don't care, you know? Like, uh, it's... I'm so excited to be able to do this. And I wouldn't be able to do it unless they gave me money to work. You get an so. uh, out-of-state abortion? Maybe no, I'm out, not two for one type. I deal. can't uh, carry children. It's one of the unfortunate. <laughs> that is one of your takes. Aspects of my uh, of my existence is I'm unable to develop the bond between. Pull up your iMessage. Pull up my iMessage. Let's start with a hot new track. Let's start with a hot new track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta <laughs> we gotta give the people what they want. They, they, I don't want this, COVID's over for now. As of the. 45 seconds from now, it's over. I didn't know we were doing a safari thing. I, I don't think it's set up to play. Oh, really? Uh, I can I can add it. I can figure it out. All the experts that have said it, how do you not get it? Vaccines are safe, used for protection. It's proven that they'll help it. You'd rather take ivermectin? <laughs> a science lesson from a child. This is wild. You think lies are true because fake news made you blind. Well, I, I don't know, dude. I don't know. Appears to be about a 27-year-old, probably Ever, former... Everyone's seen it. They all know about it. I've had like three different people tell me about this. Surely everyone else has the exact same life as me. Uh, she looks, like I said, like she probably played soccer. <laughs> yeah, that's a great description. <laughs> Likely soccer player. Yep. And uh, just had sees no, absolutely no compunction. Is that the right word? She just goes right for it. Yeah. I mean... You know, a lot of music is just about getting out what's inside, and that's uh, that's fine. I, I think she's doing that here. Um, it seems nominally from some of the lyrics that she thinks she's attempting to persuade, and yeah. I would try to gently persuade her uh, to, to realize method. that she's not doing that. Yeah, 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 yeah dude. Like, 
any other. How many times have you ever been like, hey, you fucking dummy, do it the way I said. The people have been like, ah, yes, wise, I agree. Yeah, but nobody has ever told me, hey, you fucking dummy, while just murdering like yeah. an absolute 64. <laughs> yeah. And especially when the beat breaks down a little bit mm-hmm. and she switches the flow. I mean, that's that's the best. What do you got? We got other problems? Nah, well, you want to turn yours up a little bit? Sure. Your volume? No, not that volume. It's the volume on the back. The back volume. Top, top, top one. Top gain. one. Yeah, there you go. You talk a little, little bit. Talk a little bit. Talk a little I bit. I could use more. Talk a little bit. Talk a little bit. These are sorts of things you would figure we would sort out, but that's not our style. I uh, I don't I know it's how. Probably because I used the mic last week. Yeah, well, I don't. I, I was gonna say I I felt like we had it locked in and perfect last week. It probably was. And now here we are. It probably was. Um, so anyways, go find that video and jump off a bridge. Jump off a bridge. What else you, uh, what else you got for me? I want to play you this minute and 45 seconds of billionaire Bill Gates on PBS NewsHour last night. Okay. So he was on, I think there's some rich people shit going on in New York, world leaders. It's like Davos, but for America, something's going on. College Music Journal Week? Yeah, it's either that or the Met, maybe, mm-hmm. that Bill Gates was there for. Okay. Um, but, you know, he's vaccine man, 5G tracking device guy. So Oh, I see. It's SantaCon. <laughs> Does that still exist? I mean, I don't think that it flourished last year because of COVID. But yeah. I'm hopeful that the country will be in a spot that we can all enjoy SantaCon in 2021. Just the guy with only the top part of a Santa suit on, just pissing somewhere in the streets of Chicago. I've seen it, and I love it. No, it's New York. <laughs> Is it always? I thought they had more than one. They probably will expand out. to everywhere eventually, but the original is New York, and the one that I've seen in, in with a person that I took a special trip just to, No, that's not true. I was coming to the Cowboys game. Um, so he was on PBS NewsHour with, uh, with, I think, Judy Woodruff, and probably the first 15 minutes of the interview are just nothing but vaccine talk. And no, you, don't, let me, let me look. It's just, uh, yeah, that's what I suspected, or maybe not. Sorry. You're right. We shouldn't do it this way. You're right. But give me, give me a sec. You can talk still. All right. How about now? Didn't change anything, but it's better. It's just that you see how on here, like I'm showing up big on yours, and you're showing up not on, not at all on my. Like, what the fuck's going on? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Should we start over? No, no, no. I'm just. I I told you I, that was my big announcement coming in. I'm too much shit on you. This is how I'm doing right now. Okay. Uh, so for like the first 15, 16 minutes, they're talking vaccine. Obviously, the Gates Foundation has a lot of experience in, you know, disease eradication, done a lot of work with polio, not with polio. They didn't (laughs) consult with polio in some sort of a partnership, but. Okay, I figured it out, but I'm, you're not, you're only going to be able to hear me with your ears. Oh, God damn it. It's not figured out. Fuck. Sorry. Go ahead. I'll stop interrupting you. I'm glad that this is all recorded so everyone can have a real window into just how bad I'm unraveling. <laughs> like, whenever I get in a fatal accident on my way home, people are going to be like, ah, yes, yes, yes. They'll play it on the news, maybe. Makes sense. Uh, 
so after that 15 minutes of vaccine disease uh, eradication vaccine talk, they get to uh, his divorce and his relationship with the uh, deceased financier Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, they knew each other? Yeah, turns out. In the public arena, it's, it's, I mean, I can ask. Give me a second. It's not. I also want to ask you about something else. In the public arena, it was reported at that time uh, that you had a number of meetings with Jeffrey Epstein, who, when you met him 10 years ago, he was convicted of soliciting prostitution from minors. What did you know about him when you were meeting with him, as you've said yourself, uh, in the hopes of raising money? Uh, you know, I had dinners with him. Uh, I regret doing that. He had relationships with uh, people he said, you know, would give to Global Health, which is a uh, interest I have. You know, not nearly enough philanthropy goes in that direction. Spends on. Uh, you know, those meetings were were a mistake. They didn't result in uh, what he purported, and I cut them off. You know, that goes back a long Time ago now. It's old shit. Uh, we bringing up all you know, this so old there's shit. There's nothing new on that. It was reported that you continue to meet with him over several years, um, and that, in other words, a number of meetings. Um, what did you do when you found out about his background? Well, and you know, I've said I regretted having those dinners, uh, and there's Not an nothing, answer. absolutely nothing new on that. Is there Not a lesson an answer. for you for? You just cut off? Yeah, that's all I got. This is all going very poorly. That's uh, that's not the cut I had. Hmm. I mean, I, I, there's plenty to comment on in that cut, I think. Like, how rich do you have to be before you stop taking meetings with other people who the only purpose is, like, they might have some money? Yeah, it's... <clears throat> Like, it's, Bill Gates needs to raise money. Like, well, I, I, I can see it, you know, like, that he's, he's thinking, he's tasked himself as being the guy who's going to figure out global health, and apparently it takes more money than Bill Gates has. Well, Jeffrey had the relationships. Yeah, like, he didn't even have the money himself in this telling. So he's, like, going to all these dinners and stuff just to hope to... And He's the, a facilitator. The, the most important bit of information in all this, I think, uh, you know, all of it's fuzzy and it's hard to know exactly what's going on. And I anticipate that's how it's going to be for the rest of our lives. But because, you know, who, who knows why his wife is actually divorcing him. But bomb science teacher dick. If she's looking around and being like, like if she's not uh satisfied by these answers that I don't know why on earth I would be, right? <laughs> like, she's got a, a much clearer picture of everything that's happening, and she's like, bullshit, Bill. It's fucking, you know, I don't know. That, that's that's concerning. And then just whatever they're like, uh, so what'd you do once you found out he's a pedophile? And he's like, uh, no new information. Like, he just, I'm, he just sounds like a guy who really doesn't want to answer that fairly direct question, and that makes me think that the answer is not flattering to no, him. Oh, he's squirming hard. He's I'm going to play the end hard. to see if it just picks up on my mic. Is there a lesson for you, for anyone else looking looking at this? Well, he's dead, so 
Uh, <laughs> no lessons for him. <laughs> Motherfucker can't learn now. The only lessons to be learned here are do, do not fuck with Bill Gates. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's his answer. Are there any it lessons? Is, I it, mean, somehow he ended up dead. What should everyone take from this? They should take that he's fucking dead. Right. So, Stares right down the camera, I mean, doesn't blink. I don't really know how it happened. I've heard rumors about it or whatever, but it's so super villainy. Is there yeah. a lesson for you, for anyone else looking looking at this? Well, he's dead, so... <laughs> I fell out of my chair the first time I saw that. Yeah, that that's... <laughs> what an answer. His media coach deserves a raise. <laughs> you can say the other thing I had for tomorrow. Okay. The other uh, quick time thing I sent you because I don't want to risk it. The Beethoven one? Yeah. Okay. It's great. Um, don't get me wrong. but Well, let's look forward to that tomorrow. We need great stuff for tomorrow, too. We do. So, yeah, I've, I've, got, I've got a long thing I want to tell you about. This is a, uh, a, a deep dive, uh, so, that, so they got away with that, huh? Uh, really, I would like to... I was thinking about why I was doing so much on this one whenever, like, you know, for example, the Alice Walton one, all I had was, you know, a couple details. And uh, it's just because that there's more stuff. If I had this much stuff available to me on every So They Got Away With That, huh? We would be here for hours and hours and hours. Your entire life. Our entire lives. And the listeners' lives would be dedicated to listening to it, I imagine. Yeah, Alice Walton never went on like a, a news program and gave a sit-down or anything. No, Neither did no, the no, family no, no. of the deceased. No. Um, yeah, I mean, there's... Uh, you want to see the court transcripts? There is no court date. Um, but yeah, so there, there's a treasure trove of material on this, but... I was really deep, uh, just rabbit-holing hard about it. I think it was Sunday night, maybe Monday night. And that's why I come in being like, got to do this now. I'm just, I'm, I'm in a fervor about it. Okay. And uh, just because I, I'd never heard of it, it's such a clear-cut thing. And there is a rich treasure trove of material around it with uh, the media doing a bad job. So... I was watching, I'd seen a clip that went around uh, Twitter with the, uh, the passing of uh, the goat, the man himself, Norm MacDonald, mm-hmm. where he was uh, making a joke about Bill Clinton killing Vince Foster while on The View. Have you seen that? I have. So uh, I was interested in what exactly was going on. Like for, He didn't say Vince Foster, so like first of all, I just wanted to figure out if that's what he meant. I'm pretty sure it is. Um, it is, but there are more, there's more than one body. <laughs> well, there wasn't necessarily in 2000. I mean, you know, not not like publicly. Yeah, I mean, I think there are some Arkansas bodies. I mean, worth <laughs> noting on the uh, Vince Foster, like I don't, we could joke all we want, and I like when Norm jokes, and it's all great. I don't think Bill Clinton killed Vince Foster. Well, not a, Bill Gates didn't kill Jeffrey Epstein. I think that Vince Foster killed himself. Ken Starr looked into it, and like the most willing to, like if you read anything about all the Lewinsky stuff, I would suggest the prominent masturbator Jeffrey Tubin's book, uh, The Vast <laughs> Conspiracy. Um, Ken Starr was like not a super scrupulous guy. Like he was, he was not trying to like uh, carry out his office in a down the line, like by the book sort of manner. He was trying to do everything he possibly could. Every power that the office gave him, he wanted to exploit it as hard as he could to make Bill Clinton look bad. He investigated the Vince Foster thing as much as he possibly could, and he came back and was like, yeah, he, there's nothing here. 
Well, I'm going to choose to believe that it was simply that he only got one on Bill, and Bill said this is never happening again. The evidence has fled me, and now I will stick with my conclusion that it is, in fact, summer. Uh, yeah, of course, I respect that. Um, but so, uh, Norm's joking about Vince Foster. And I, I wanted to confirm it was Vince Foster. I wanted to get a little more context. Um, you know, just figure out... Really, I was, I was kind of hoping... Like, I was hoping to get some confirmation that possibly Norm was also kidding and did not believe this kooky thing that we all think is funny, but is definitely not true. And so uh, I went and found uh, the, the, on YouTube they do have the full segment, mm-hmm. um, and uh, there's no good news. <laughs> have you seen the full segment? No, I've seen that it's out there, but I haven't watched the whole thing. Uh, it's during the 2000 recount, and what are they thinking having him on? He had a sitcom he was promoting. Oh, that's right, where he was like a hockey player. I have no idea. It was just it was called Norm. Yeah, and it's like the clip is like him being misogynistic to a woman. That's yeah, the clip that they played. I'm pretty sure it's because it's the year after he's done with SNL. Okay, not of his own volition, and I'm pretty sure he had a show where he was like a washed up hockey. Like I think it's vaguely Happy Gilmore-ish. All right. Well, I was interested in seeing it honestly, um, but uh, he's he's going through, and in the segment. They like ask him like they Brett they mentioned the recount briefly. Hold on one second. The show focused on the life of Norm Henderson, a former NHL hockey player who is banned for life from the league because of gambling and tax evasion. <laughs> now you may uh, be aware that Norm McDonald had a severe gambling addiction issue that he uh, dealt with all throughout. I believe his adult life. I've uh, it's a I've, bit odd. I've been in Las Vegas with Norm McDonald. I I, I know it well. It's not like we gambled together or anything. You were in the same book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty sweet. Um, Sorry, I just no, wanted just to he, make... No, he did a show, like Atticus. Oh, okay, no, yeah. I went to see the show. It's quite funny to me, though, when people... This is just too on the nose. But yeah, so um, he's, he's, they're talking about the recount, and he's like, yeah, you know, it could be a good election as long as the Democrats don't steal it. I just hope that Twitter never finds the clip. I really, like I, I think I said it last time when we were talking about it, I just... I'm in no mood for all of you to drag this man's name through the dirt just because he didn't agree with you politically. Uh, but yeah, he's like sucking Bush's dick and <laughs> all throughout the thing. And he brings up the, the Vince Foster thing. And Barbara Walters, I mean, that, that's what's captured in the, the minute that goes around Twitter, uh, is simply not having it. No, Joy doesn't look thrilled either. Yeah. And, uh, They're dim shills, though. Yeah, at the end of the thing, he's like, you know, people always talk about that Hollywood liberal bias. And I don't know how to experience it until now. You guys are really serious. And she is serious. Like, it, at some point, they say, like, laughing, but not joking. Like, if you ever want to come on the show again, you'll talk about something else. Well, they probably Does he talk have... about something else? <laughs> he does not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've always kind of known that about him, but I don't care. But yeah, so... Sitting next to him on the couch is Star Jones, mm-hmm. who is trying her best to play peacemaker between these groups. And I kind of got the impression that Star was a conservative based on this thing. But really, the main thing that, that was going on is I was realizing I've heard the name. I was aware she is on The View. I have no fucking clue who Star Jones is. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I only know her through Tracy Morgan's impression. Okay. Because for several years, that was one of his main beats. And when they would spoof The View, I guess, I didn't know this because I didn't watch The View, but I guess she over said, I'm a lawyer. 
She is a lawyer. Because I yeah, and I know this because of <laughs> Tracy Morgan, but because every single time they would throw it to her, she would preface on the sketches whatever she was about to say it could have been about like hot sauce or about like a recipe they were making that morning she would preface it with to me and again i am a lawyer <laughs> and that was very funny to me and i didn't really understand why but yeah so she's someone who's uh, been in all of our lives um and i was i was interested in like i i guess i just opened up her wikipedia because i was interested in determining whether or not she was indeed a conservative who's agreeing with norm because I, some of her comments were difficult for me to interpret and i was trying to you know i'm just curious about it um and so i was reading her wikipedia and i found out that star jones was one of the original anchors on court tv that's right i did know that actually i did know that actually and she rose to prominence and just became the kind of person where if you were looking for someone who had experience in TV to round out the uh, diversity of the, the view lineup, that how, how she would have kind of like gotten into that pool was uh, her work on Court TV and specifically in the article. OJ. It cited uh, not OJ. I, like, I thought that Court TV started with OJ. Like, I thought that he got arrested and they were like, you know what? We should make a channel about this. I found out that was not true. Hmm. The first major case on Court TV that was shown gavel to gavel uh, that uh, Star Jones made her name covering was the William Kennedy Smith trial. I had never heard of the William Kennedy Smith trial. Can't say I have either. It was one of the biggest news stories of 1991. I've seen that written in several articles that were written in 1991. So I, it's not like I can claim to have uncovered like this uh, secret history. <laughs> Uh, you know, it was fucking everywhere. But I, like, Megan's mom uh, was kind of like, yeah, I guess I remember that. But, like, I've mentioned this a couple times, and I, it doesn't seem like it's uh, stayed in the cultural memory. But it is an amazing, amazing bit of history. So, uh, William Kennedy Smith, as you might imagine, is a Kennedy. Uh, it's JFK's sister's son. So it's one of JFK's nephews. Okay. Um, one of Ted Kennedy's nephews. And so Ted Kennedy, he's got an estate in Palm Beach. And uh, William, his dad had passed away the year prior. And this is Easter weekend. So the family's getting together for Easter. They're all going to stay at Ted's place. Oh, my. <laughs> uh, you got a bunch of Kennedys in one place. Ted, Ted's son and William are like, hey, uh, let's go hit up the clubs. Let's just go have a night out in Palm Beach. They, uh, they meet some ladies. Things are going well. Hits 2 a.m. Bars are closing. Uh, you know, William goes to the lady that he's with. Hey, you want to come back with me? And she's like, yeah, sure. And, you know, a couple other ladies do too. And uh, William and his lady, uh, he's like, hey, I'm thinking I might want to go for a little swim in the ocean. A little dip. She says, all right, that's fine. Yeah, I'll walk down. You know, I want to see where, what the fucking ocean looks like next to Ted Kennedy's fucking mansion. Sure, why not? Uh, goes down there. He's like, yeah, you know, I think I am in a swim. Um, here, I, I think I even have this. Um, give me a second. I, all this is so fucking sloppily prepared. I, I think my dog just caught a fly. That's tight. Yeah. What a talent. Mm -hmm. um, when he started taking off his shirt, I, I realized he was probably going to go swimming. And when he started to take to work on 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 the tab part of his pants, um, I, I got a little concerned. Uh, he hadn't been this way 
the entire night and um, I turned my back. I didn't think that was appropriate. I started up the stairs and was at the top of the steps and my leg was grabbed. I couldn't figure out why my leg had been grabbed. And, and, and Mr. Smith had been such a nice guy and I thought, well, maybe he thinks this is playing. I broke my neck years ago and I can't play that way. What happened? Me. And I was on the ground and he was on top of me. Mm. I was trying to get out from underneath of him because he was crushing me and he had my arm him. And, and I was yelling, no, stop. And I tried to arch my back to get him off of me. And he slammed me back in the ground. And I got... And then... And then he... He pushed my, my dress up. And he... He raped me. And I thought he was going to kill me. I was telling him to stop. I was screaming no. And I was struggling. And he told me to stop it, bitch. Jesus. Yeah. <clears throat> so she has that happen. Uh, she goes and, and hides out in the hat. Like, you know, is, whenever she sees an opportunity to get away, gets away. Like, is just hanging out in a pantry, kind of hoping for everything to pass, I think. Just, it's worth, like, whatever she says, like, I thought he was going to kill me, what that evokes in my mind is whatever you're in the, like, whenever we are sitting here, and I made this point about stuff in the past on this podcast, but whenever we're sitting here looking back, the series of events are already set, so it's really easy for us to, like, fall into a thing where, like, to assume that the other people in the story as it was developing also have that certainty about where they're going. Mm-hmm. And uh, oftentimes the most difficult part of situations like this is that you don't. Like, you know, the, the things that you're thinking. Like, you know, uh, I, I have not especially enjoyed the January 6th discussion <laughs> that has happened online about whether or not it is the second 9-11. But... Uh, I would say that 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 is a part of uh, that event that I I don't believe history will capture. You know, the day of, you're like, whoa, shit, this is happening. Yeah, like, uh, (laughs) you know, they're probably not going to kill all of our country's leaders, but I don't know. Right. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, we were here that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I have, yeah, I have no idea where this is headed. Yeah. By the way, I don't know if you said this, dude was 31 at the time. Yeah, and like, she's 30. Yeah, you could almost, I mean, not, I, certainly I'm not saying, just usually when you this hear stories like this. This is more common like this, in 21 year olds than 30. Yeah, years. I was thinking when you first yeah. described it that he was, you know, snot nosed Kennedy kid who's like just out of high school or in college or. He still looks like that and comes off like that to me. At I'm least. looking at some pictures. And <laughs> yeah, but, but I was yeah, he's surprised 31. to learn he's 31 at this trial. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, she's she's in there. Eventually, she emerges to uh, call her friend on the phone to come pick her up. Um, and then uh, she runs into him again. And I can uh, play that clip briefly. 
And then he grabbed me again. Who grabbed you? <laughs> you did. Did you say anything to him? Yeah, I, um, I said, and I don't know why I said the name. I said, Michael, you raped me and, and leave me alone. And um, he was, like, pulling on me, on my arm, and he had my other arm. And um, he took me into another room, and I was telling him, you raped me. How could you do that? And he was just sitting there, very smug, and um, he said, I didn't rape you. I said, you raped me. You know you raped me. Why did you rape me? You don't need to rape me. You could have gotten any of those women if you wanted sex. You didn't need to rape me. And, and he said, I didn't rape you. And I said that I called my friends and that we were going to call the police. And he said, well, you shouldn't have done that. Nobody's going to believe you. And he was right. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, he's probably heard that line uttered in his on uh, weekend retreats with the Kennedys before, and has seen that it has a pretty high hit rate. Yeah, no, uh, he was. Like, Have you heard about my uncle? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the, the, again, the uncle, the, the fact that this got to trial represents a failure for the family, right? <laughs> I guess that's true. Um, no, he. Uh, they they both went and told this story in court. I mean that that's what I'm playing from is that that's her testimony in court uh she on her side well uh i've actually got uh diane to skip a little bit ahead uh laying out all this and so there they were each side having its day in court on her side the bruises the doctors who saw her shattered after the alleged attack and there was patricia bowman's shaking emotional voice it's been a nightmare for me. I want this over. On his side, there was the expert who said William Smith couldn't have raped her if he was only partially aroused. Another expert who said her clothes were undamaged, not even damaged by grass stains. And perhaps most of all, her account had so many puzzling lapses. His so yeah, that, that's a major thing that the, uh, the people in the jury would come back to. One of them, and I would love to find tape of this, but I haven't been able to. Uh, one of the jurors went on Donahue and did like an hour on Donahue. Like obviously afterward they explained their whole. Yeah. Yeah. Of like what, you know, how'd this break down for you? And, uh, you know, she's, they, they, a lot of them point to, um, the business about, you know, the, the, the key detail, the, the most prominent one is, um, he alleges that while they were in the car, like. Like, they get to the estate, they're both sitting in the car, he gets out and she's like, hey, give me a second, and she takes off her pantyhose in the car. Like, as in a, hey, I'm not going to need these, because I'm going to be having sex. And uh, she, whenever asked, what, when did you take off your pantyhose, says she has no idea. She has no clue. Yeah. And they're all like, well, isn't that suspicious? And there was an attempt by the prosecution to have an expert witness that would testify about uh, a little bit about, you know, how the brain works around these kinds of events. They the, specifically the, the witness was talking about like a rape syndrome, some kind of thing. Like it, it seemed to me like too much court doctor quackery when you could just more straightforwardly say like 
any any doctor who's familiar with the brain can tell you that this is how trauma frequently works. Yeah, yeah and, and I, I think that's more mainstream now, but I don't know what the case was in 1991. I mean, it's apparent to me that at least inside this courtroom, the case was that no one had any concept yeah. of that. That they just thought, well, if it happened to you, you should be able to remember it. And any of these, and I mean, like, if you were lying, you would just make up what, like, it's it's, there's a million parts of this where... The I, I feel like I must be insane. Whenever I look around at like all the gathered people who are like, ah, yes, this makes sense. This is good. Uh, with details of this trial. And I'm, I'm just like sitting here screaming like, of course that doesn't make sense. If you're lying, you have all the details because you're making them up. If you're telling the truth, you don't know what happened to your pantyhose because you don't remember what happened to your pantyhose. Like that's like uh, whenever I had the guy break into my house, I've got no fucking clue what he looks like. I could not describe his face. I know I recall his race. Uh, I know he was a man. He had kind of short hair. That's it. That's the end. I don't know his fucking nose. If I saw him today, I would have no idea. I'm confident of that. And told the police the same thing. Because that's just how it fucking goes. Where did they get this idea that he was only partially aroused? I don't know. Because she doesn't say that in there. And they did have sex. Yeah, yeah, no, the sperm was found, his sperm was found on her underwear. That's incontrovertible. And his story about this whole thing, certainly that that's worth uh, laying out here, is that they went down uh, to the beach, they laid down, uh, she jacked him off on the beach, mm, they went geez. back up uh, and like engaged in some amount of sex, but he says that he, uh, he did not orgasm. Uh, at that point, but he did on the beach. And so, he, like, as far as, like, how his semen was found inside, I don't know why he's going, like, if what? he's lying, and he is. Oh, we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, but um, I, don't, I don't know why he, like, makes up this story. Why, like, what's wrong with just saying, like, you had sex once? I don't know. Um, but it's his claim that uh, in the throes of passion, he, he called her Kathy. And that's why this entire thing is happening. That she's pissed off that he didn't remember her name of someone who he had met that night. And so she just set about to ruin his entire life because she's so furious about this. It seems extreme. It does seem extreme. You know, I mean, like, people have done extreme things in this world, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's you, a little overboard. You want to do some probability stacking. Uh, and, you know, just anytime there's an accusation of rape, uh, historically, it's more likely than not that it is true. Um, and then just as far as the why I think he definitely did it is because she is one of seven women who have accused him of this. Jeez. All around the same time. Three of them <clears throat> were willing to submit affidavits in court, but the judge said that the pattern of behavior described in the sexual assaults the other women claimed were not similar enough to this one to be allowed in. And... It's one of those things where we'll never know, and I, because I don't have facts on this, I don't want to lean into it too much, but you certainly wonder if a judge is meeting with the Kennedys, what kind of effect that might have. I don't have to wonder. <laughs> you know? I mean, on their side, they would say, like, oh, that's just people trying to, that's people with a vendetta or a greed motive. Yeah, there's other details about her that the defense was trying to get in that, uh, that the judge didn't allow in. But I, I think that if you allow in everything on both sides, at least to me, I mean, 
With this one, it's pretty open and shut to me, regardless. Because uh, she had two doctors, like the, what Diane was talking about there. Uh, she had bruised ribs. And uh, the, uh, whenever he's under cross-examination, the prosecutor's like, why does she have bruised ribs? He's like, she didn't have them with me. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, the first doctor who's testifying to it was the doctor that she went to immediately from there. Like her friend drove her home, and then she drove to a, a rape crisis center you know, a trauma center or whatever to like say, I was raped. I want to document this. And you know what a fresh bruise looks like. Yeah. Yeah. And so like what? She fell down on the way. Like, you know, she intentionally bruised her own ribs to try and perpetuate this story of whatever. But I, I, I look at the whole thing and say she, her ribs are bruised. That's clear. We're, you know, no, no, no one's disputing that. His story about it is, yeah, I don't know. I don't have any ideas. Back to you. Like, what else do you want? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm probably willing to be so certain about that because I do have the information the jury didn't have about the three other accusations. But, yeah, it, it just... I, she just... She, I, she comes off very credibly to me. Um, I, I, I know that you shouldn't trust that, though. Like, they've done studies of can you tell if people are lying, and the answer is pretty conclusively no. Like, yeah. It, people but who even claim to have, that. like, a human lie detector ability, they'll, they'll test them on it, and they aren't any better or worse than everyone else. And it's you can lie to people. You just can't. Um, and so, uh, you know, the, me saying, well, she seems like she's telling the truth to me. People have lied that way before, and, you know, it, it's hard. But, uh, yeah, so, and he, like, just plays up this whole angle of, like, uh, you know, she's a wacko. Because it, she admits that she called him the wrong name, that she called him the wrong name at yeah. one point. Um, and he, like, in his telling the story, she does it, like, five times. You know, just, like, she couldn't even tell who I was. Like, she was just going, wacko, I don't even know. Um, his lawyers appeared on Larry King. And we're like, this woman has a sad history of mental issues. Oh, uh, oh love that play. That's a, <laughs> that's a, that's, that's your bread and butter right there. If you're this guy's attorney, I feel yes. like I hear that in every one of these cases. Yeah. And, um, she, whenever Diane, whenever she goes on Diane Sawyer, Diane's like, why'd you want to do this? And she's like, well, it started after the lawyer said that I was a crazy person on Larry <laughs> King. Yeah. That's when I thought that I might need to correct the record. Um, but yeah, so as far as the uh, the Kennedy angle of this, they all showed up to the trial. Like at, at every day of the trial, there's four or five of them in a rotating group sitting behind him. Ted testified at the trial and spoke to lo- uh, reporters afterwards, saying this this is a good man. You uh, you know this will all gets sorted out, and you'll you'll see in the end that uh, he didn't do anything wrong here. Um, I don't really know what to make of this, but one of the pieces of evidence submitted against her is that a number of people from his family who were in the house went and testified like, you know, I was awake and my window was open and I didn't hear anything. Well, I mean, except I guess it would sound different if somebody's having someone forced on them. But I mean, but all of them said I didn't hear anything. I know, but they're yeah, all yeah, saying. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, saying yeah, if they had sex, they should be like, yeah, I heard some normal ass sex. Yeah, that, and that's the fact a, that they said nope, nope, nothing, nothing at all is to me more suspicious. Yeah, how does anything else you say after that lend any credence to the claim? Um, 
in 19 so this happened in 1991 in 1993 a guy who knew jfk jr uh like gave a sworn statement to a congressman I don't know exactly how this worked. Did he just confide in the congressman? Was it a sworn statement? I don't know. Whatever. He told a congressman. And this this was a detail that was released in like a book that was ginning up General Kennedy conspiracy stuff. So on the one hand, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure that everything printed in such a book would be accurate. I think that they might be willing to bend the truth a little bit to sell books. On the other hand, it's a family would probably be able to nail you pretty good if you were libeling them. Uh, and the thing that would sell the most books is dirt about the Kennedys. That's true. Right. Yeah. And well, yeah, but also like, I hate to say this, but covering up a rape, not covering up, but getting somebody acquitted in a rape trial, as you said, that's pretty sadly low on the list of crimes against humanity committed by the Kennedy family. Yeah, um, but yeah. So the the guy told the Just congressman ask any other country. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, you know the people of Vietnam are willing to testify. Yeah, uh, and so yeah, the the guy went to uh, con- his congressman and said that JFK Jr. had relayed to him that it was, or I don't even know if he said that JFK Jr. was the source on this part of it, but just that it was well known within the family that Willie has these kinds of troubles, and someone should tell him to knock it off. We've all mobilized enough. Yeah. We let you use the Hail Mary of Ted on the court steps. Well, just before that, like before, like prior to this, like it was known that he had a problem with this sort of thing that ever, you know, like in the way that, you know, like members of your family, like fucking, you know, might not be the people that they're purporting themselves to be in public. Uh, That's not me making a swipe against any members of my family. I want to be clear. None of my, none of mine are uh, rapists to my knowledge. Um, but, uh, that, and then, uh, the JFK Jr. staunchly did not want to go to the trial. He thought the whole thing was fucked up. He didn't want to stand against this woman who probably had been raped by what he knew to be his fucking screwball cousin. And, uh, he was blackmailed by a member of the family. They told him, if you don't go to this trial, we're going to tell the press some things that you don't want them to hear. (laughs) Succession. Yeah. That's all it is. His own fucking family members telling him, if you don't support your rapist cousin, we're coming for you. Can I give you a note? Sure. Uh, William's attorney was a man named Roy Black. Have you already gotten to this? Uh, I haven't gotten to this. I, I, I certainly know Roy. Like, I, I watched Roy's work. I have some things to say about Roy, but I don't know his, his background. Well, he represented Jeffrey Epstein in 2011. <laughs> oh, of course he did. Palm Beach, dude. Yeah. In the deal that, uh, and also uh, Kelsey Grammer and Joe Francis of Girls Gone Wild fame, but I think we'll no focus doubt. on Jeffy for this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you not get Trump? Uh, ooh, also represented Rush Limbaugh, though I don't know the nature of that case. Yeah. No, I, I, in searching for stuff about this case, I found a UCLA Law Review article about, like, holding up as a, a great examination, or, a, a, you know, like, Here's how you really do cross-examination. Here's how you just knock it out of the park. Look at what Roy Black did in the William Kennedy Smith trial. And I'm like, all right, I want to see how cross-examination works. Again, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. It's insane. Uh, he was talking to the, the friend that came and picked her up. Um, and he's trying to 
establish that this friend is not to be trusted because the friend's testifying that she shows up and that her friend is in hysterics crying that she'd been raped, which to me supports the idea that she'd been raped. Uh, and he does score some legitimate points about, like, he, he reveals that the friend took money to appear in a tabloid. Um, he establishes that she lied about... One thing that both of them did, the friend and her, was grab things out of the house because they wanted to prove that they had been in the house. Yeah. Because they thought it wouldn't even get that far. <laughs> That the Kennedys would just be like, I've never heard of that lady in my life. And uh, he catches in her, her in a lie about that, you know, and then really like hammers home like this woman's a lie. You know, you, how you can trust anything she says. Fucking lies. Um, but the, he starts off with just reciting events of the friend. The, whenever the friend showed up, um, the victim said, like, I don't have my shoes. I need my shoes. So William Kennedy Smith helped her go find the shoes. And he's like, so you're going through these dark areas, you're going down this set of stairs with a man that you believed was a rapist. And the friend has no exonerating evidence to offer here, would be my opinion. Like, all she knows is that this girl that she was at a bar with a couple hours ago is now here sobbing uncontrollably, saying that a man raped her. Like, if he didn't rape her, the friend doesn't know that. Like, all she knows is that she's crying. So it's not a great slam dunk that she's willing to walk around with him. It doesn't seem to say anything either way to me. Yeah, but the app, dude, the average juror is the average person, and they're not thinking that critically about it. That's freaking catnip. That's common throughout the trial, yeah. where the, juror, the, the lawyer will say something that he presents as a knockout gotcha, and I'll be like, you know, if you think about this for two seconds, it doesn't actually make any sense. And the jury will be like, yes, 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 this is good. Um, but so th then his other like big one is uh, as she's going to leave, uh, she says, I'm sorry we met under these circumstances. And he's like, so would you say that to a rapist? And it to me establishes that there's agreement that it was bad circumstances. <laughs> Like, it's not like this is a great night where everyone had a good time and they're leaving and being fine. Like, what circumstances is she sorry they met under, Roy? Yeah, that's interesting because that's also not something you would say to somebody if they simply jacked you off and then you had unimpassioned sex, dispassionate sex. Yeah, it, it's the friend saying that to him, not her. She doesn't say, I'm sorry I met under the circumstances. The friend says that to uh, to Willie. But why, yeah, but, but that, yeah, yeah, it, the it, point it, remains. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like, why yeah. would she even be saying, why would she be referencing circumstances? What the hell is happening here? <laughs> the dogs are going wild. It's insane. Um, but yeah, just, I don't know, dude. The, the number of times that like women call a rape crisis center immediately after are found to have definitely had sex with the person, have bruised ribs, have witnesses saying that like immediately after the event that they were saying that they'd been raped. Uh, this is just like, if you can't win with that, then rape is legal in America, essentially. And that's, that's one of the angles about this. And I'm about to get into the media stuff now. Um, but the whole thing... I just think about how crushing it must have been to be a woman living in America during this time. The messages being overwhelmingly communicated is, we just don't care. Yeah, and I would say up for most of time. Yeah. When it's, no, I was, I was trying I to think about... This, 
like uh, what are the killer rapes prior to this that that I can recall where the country had taken them seriously, and all the ones I'm not saying that, that this is true uh, for all rapes. The I'm sure that people were convicted of rape in different circumstances, but the ones that I can remember, it's all fucking white women saying that black men raped them. Certainly, that's the ones you hear about from you know the early 20th century. Yeah. So if if this is an extension of a man's pride, then it's a big deal. If it's just a woman, then you know. I mean, that really boy, that's interesting. I haven't really. Nice boy. I'm sure there's uh, I'm sure there's some that we don't know about that were high profile cases where the the uh, the the perp was convicted, but I don't know of any. If this is the like, and this is not a standard case. Most of the people being accused of rape are not Kennedys. Uh, but if this is how this goes, then I don't know how you would prove it. And the laws have changed a lot since then, I believe. Like, you know, just the stuff around consent is much more clearly delineated. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I think that we are living in different circumstances. And surely some of those changes were motivated by this case. Like, even though we don't understand it, the people who are making laws at the time surely did. Um, so, you know. Uh, but so as, as the trial was getting ready, like it was nine months between the night and the trial, um, in that intervening nine months, there were a number of things written about her in tabloids, stuff like that. Uh, but the most egregious one that I came across was an article that ran in the New York times. Hmm. Uh, I'm just going to read from it directly. This is the, this is the opening. The woman who has accused William Kennedy Smith of raping her at the Kennedy estate here was born into a modest working-class family outside Akron, Ohio, but moved sharply up the economic scale 10 years ago after her divorced mother married a wealthy industrialist. What does any of this have to do with anything? That's the first thing they have to say about her background. It's like, yeah, you know this woman? She's new money. Yeah, she's not... She's trying to make this into a... She's this poor girl. She's a... Uh... She's doing just fine. Since then, the young woman, Patricia Bowman, and that's important, they fucking name her. Mm. It's the policy of the New York Times prior to that, that if someone's uh, alleging a, that they have been assaulted, that you don't run their name in the paper. Uh, I was pleased to find there was a, a book excerpt on Google Books whenever I was trying to find out more about this article that was giving some inside reporting on... <laughs> Uh, there was like a, a bit of a revolt in the New York Times at the running of this article. Hmm. Like other people in the paper were like, I didn't sign up to work at a paper that prints the names of fucking victims, dude. Good. Uh, yeah, but some? they still ran the article. <laughs> yeah. Um, since then, the young woman, Patricia Bowman, moved from Ohio to Florida, where she held jobs sporadically, took college classes occasionally, had a child and moved into a house near Palm Beach that was bought for her by her stepfather, Michael G. O'Neill, the former chairman of General Tire and Rubber Company. Uh, it moves on a couple paragraphs later. She had a poor academic record at Talmadge High School, Sold a, uh, said a school official who spoke on the condition he not be identified, but she was popular socially and had a little wild streak, said a woman who knew her at the time. She's a whore. That meant that she and her friends liked to drive fast cars, Go to parties and skip classes. Okay, yeah, this is ridiculous. This sounds like it was written by a Kennedy. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, William, is that you? <laughs> um, in 1989, after she gave birth to a daughter by a local man she did not marry, her stepfather bought her a new Jesus contemporary three-bedroom house with pale peach wall, blah, 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 blah. Uh, 
This is in the story, I swear to God, dude. Records of the Florida Department of Highway Safety show that she received 17 tickets for speeding, careless driving, or being involved in an accident. In several cases, she was driving more than 70 miles an hour in a 55-mile-per-hour zone. Over the last three years, she's been driving a black Mazda sports coupe. <laughs> it's in the article. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The same she's, she, well, this woman has sped before. How can you trust her on 70 anything? 70 and a 55. And look at this coupe. And then, Doesn't uh, this look like a, a sluts car? <laughs> yeah, classic. She drives a coupe. You tell me she's been Jesus. raped. Um, and then her fucking... Uh, wow. the, the thing about the article that is most egregious is they're, they're saying... Uh, it looks like she hasn't been living in that house that they list since then. Um, and then start describing the contents of her house, including the books that are on her daughter's like bookshelf. Mm. Someone stood in the window, just like peered in to see what they could see, wrote down the titles of her kids' books, and printed them in the fucking New York Times. Because she trial. said that she had been raped. That's this is insane. the most insane shit. Yeah, you could have told me this was from, like, 1961, and I would have believed it. In 1961, I would have been like, hey, I don't know. That's New York Times, they're better than that. Jeez, man. Um, yeah, so uh, that's all going on. Then trial wraps up. Verdict is delivered. A week later, uh, she agrees to appear on Primetime Tonight, I think is the name of the show. What, what was Diane Sawyer's big show? Yeah, uh, it was ABC. I just knew it was ABC, but I don't recall the name of it. Yeah, so she's on whatever the big news program at the time is. Maybe Primetime Tonight still runs. I don't know. <laughs> I don't watch fucking network television. Um, and oh, was Chicago Med, Fire, <laughs> that's BD. Outside of the Chicago's, I don't the watch. Franchises um, doing fine, I've heard. But uh, pretty much all of Diane Sawyer's questions are offensive to me. And she's horrified to have the trial become a national amusement. We noticed this moment yesterday, the audience reacting to a juror on Donahue. Why don't you tell that joke? No! <laughs> but people didn't seem to care. It, it, it was an event to them. To some people, this has been entertainment. And it was a tragedy. It was a trauma for me. For most of us, until now, Patricia Bowman has been an accuser sketched in the shadows. We knew she was living on a trust fund from her rich Republican stepfather, though what? she laughed at the idea the rape charge was some kind of political revenge. We knew she was a small woman who had broken her neck as a teenager and defied the doctors by standing up and starting to walk. But there was a paradox, because we also knew the dirt. From the tabloids, papers, magazines, the kind of thing that would never be allowed in court. She had lived in the fast lane, since of oh drug God. use her abortion. She was sexually abused as a child. We also knew she decided to have a child while unmarried. Oh my God. A daughter born premature with terrifying diseases. She says it was her daughter who changed her, and she talks about her nonstop. Still, it was hard for people to reconcile what they read with the story told by the woman who appeared on the stand, how she put on party clothes, yet said she wasn't looking for a date. I have heard a number of people say it is simply not credible that she was going to her friend's house to visit with a small child, dressed the way she was dressed, and that it undermined everything else that happened after that because she didn't say, 
what is clear to everybody, they say, on the outside, that she can... They, they say, say. <laughs> on the outside. <laughs> not, not Diane. Diane would... Not me. Never. I believe all women. A, a literal, what were you wearing? <laughs> yeah, that's remarkable. Um, here was a... Like, Diane here is having, like, the kind of academic, you know, like, uh, if you're in a law, law school classroom... This kind of thing might be something to compliment, uh, to contemplate. Uh, asking it to a little, literal rape victim a week after her rapist has gotten off. And Diane knows about the other three accusers. That's public knowledge. She mentions it in the story. So I can see a little bit how the jury was, you know, kind of... Uh, they have less information than yeah. we did, which is, uh, you know, in my opinion, in uh, Bill James's opinion, a, a flaw in the way that the system is set up. Um, but, uh, you know, she, uh, Diane knows that this is the fourth time someone has said this. Oh, I told you about the other three. After this, uh, three, more, three more women made complaints to his employers. One of them uh, got a settlement. <laughs> and the other two, I don't recall how they were resolved. Um, but, yeah, so seven... That were willing to say something publicly. How many afterwards saw what happened to this woman and were like, "Yeah, I guess I just shouldn't have been around him because it's clear no one's gonna." I don't want an article in the New York Times about me and how many times I've had an abortion, so I'm not going to say anything about it. It's like this. the opposite of the Cosby effect, where in this era you almost feel like if a couple come out, then you get a lot more. Because people have somewhat come around on the idea that maybe, you know, yeah, yeah. maybe Deshaun Watson will never play football again, so it's worth us to continue telling our stories. I mean, it's it is an improvement in the way things like just if if the first time that someone had come out against Deshaun Watson, there had been a total dismantling of her life, right? Then I don't think that there would be this many accusers, right? You know, right? Um, and, you know, that's what happened here. So I would bet that he probably was able to get away with some more shit over the course of his life. He seems like a total fucking monster who was inclined to. So He also know. looks like he had the original SEC haircut. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, but, yeah, so this is the kind of thing that would make sense in a, a law school classroom. Uh, she's asking it to someone who I think Diane should have. That's my th point about all this stuff with Diane. I think that she should have known that this woman was telling the truth. Like you can, she knows that the jury wasn't able to hear about the other three. She knows the three are there. Does she really want to look at America with a straight face and say, I believe that these four women are all just making shit up. That seems really unlikely to me. But you know what the defense said? They said that there's Willie Smith feeling the scorch of publicity. His name is out there in public. And they said, of course, that you were hiding behind your anonymity. He was not raped. I was. And yet the jury acquitted. It doesn't mean I'm not a victim of rape. But it means that his name has been out there all of this time, mm -hmm. attached to an accusation of rape. And now, he would argue to you, probably he can't get his name back either. Um, <laughs> if that man is suffering any repercussions from the past nine months, he should. In my mind, I don't mean to be vindictive. Um, I'm still terribly frightened of him. She's so even-handed about it. Yeah, that helps. That's the exact right thing to say. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, Diane. I, I hope he say. does. He raped me. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess if that's the way the jury went, then I hope everything turns out great for him. You know. 
I'm just, especially given all the reporting around, like the way that this woman is sketched out in the New York Times article and everything that Diane's saying, hearing actually her, she just sounds like she sounds really intelligent, articulate, composed. Like, not like that uh, someone who didn't sound those things ought to be raped and, like, not be believed. But it's striking to me that they're able to paint a picture of someone and, like, the stuff that his lawyers are saying about her. And then, like, you actually hear her. And it, she just seems to have a really balanced viewpoint of things. Like, I would have such a harsher reaction to what Diane just said than she did. She's like, you know... Uh, it seems fair to me. I don't mean to be vindictive, though. I'm sorry. She's Diane Sawyer is acting like it's uh, the Super Bowl, and both teams have been talking a lot of shit. Yes. But then one of them ends up losing, and they have to be like, "Well, fair play to you." You know, I mean, what can I say? You you beat me, and and I gotta wear this L. Yeah. Why <laughs> should I care what the jury said? I was there. Um, yeah. Here's here's a little bit about uh, what the jury said. What about what the jurors said? Absolutely. As moved as you might be with the tears and all the drama, uh, the evidence did not support her story nearly as much as it supported his story. And I Another one said that the baby references were sympathetic but not relevant. Another one said, I thought the crime was a little too much. Most <laughs> people haven't been raped before. You can't understand the monumental task it was for me to walk into the courtroom and have him there during my testimony. His attorney would be seated, would be standing here, and he'd be sticking his head around the corner looking at me. I had the judge's bench that came up to about here. It's terrifying to have to be in the same room with the man who raped you. Yeah, that dude never he w- knew he was never getting convicted. Yeah, no, I mean, he said it to her the night. <laughs> yeah. Within a yeah. half hour of doing it, he was yeah. looking her in the eyes and be like, no one will believe you, I'm a Kennedy. That's horrific. Yeah, um, I'll just play this one as the last one. Um, I mean, I, I guess the point's proved at this point, but uh, <laughs> Diane Sawyer didn't handle this one real well, in my opinion. Is it possible that it was something less than you think yeah. and something more than he thought? I know that you me, and I seriously wonder what part of the word no he doesn't understand, and I wonder what part of my trying to fight him off he doesn't understand. It's not possible that he just saw this as aggressive. I can't sit and say what he thought. All I can say is what part didn't he understand about my resistance in the plain and simple word, no. And so there they were, each side having its day in court. Yeah. So, uh, I, I just, I, I think that... The thing that's screaming out to me about what Diane's doing here is that she's upholding a very twisted notion that I, like, though it is uh, horribly disfigured, I can recognize it as the kind of things I was taught about in journalism classes, right? Of, like, you're supposed to find the truth. And, yeah. like, you should just brush past this feeling of, you know, oh, this is kind of icky and uncomfortable. You, you know, that's, that's for other people. Uh, this lack of comfort. You need to go out there and you need to, to press. I mean, like, it's it's like she's treating uh, this person like she's fucking President Nixon or something. You know, of like, this person has truths that they don't want to tell us about, and I'm going to be David Frost and I'm going to get him out of them. And to do that to a rape victim yeah. seems really misguided, in my opinion. Especially, like, I could see it 
Not really. I think it's a bad idea for anyone who's claimed rape and hasn't been, like, just horribly disproven. But in the case like this where you really ought to have known that she is telling the truth, um, that's uh, considerably more egregious. And just in thinking about, like, what, you know, as I'm looking at this and being like, this is not the way to do it, um, I think that I should offer a positive vision of, of what, I, what I think that she ought to have done. And that's just kind of support what the woman, what uh, Patricia said at a couple points, that she was very focused on the general idea of what is this doing to the other people who are in a similar situation to me. Like, she had stats that she was coming with about what has happened to the number of rapes reported in the Palm Beach area since this happened. It's gone way down. Uh, and I, I think that that kind of stuff, I think letting her tell her story in full, you know, like some of the questions about, you know, uh, what were you going through kind of stuff, that, that all seems fine. But to harangue this woman about, well, don't you think it's kind of fucked up that he got the not guilty verdict, but people still think he's a rapist? Yeah, and I mean, history would bear out if you look at the guy's Wikipedia page. Uh, he did just fine. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, he was, he's been elected, he's been hired by Medill at Net Northwestern. He's uh, gone on to run for local office in the Massachusetts area and be elected. No shock there. Uh, yeah, I don't know that he really suffered much ill effects from this at all. So which, I don't, Diane's concerns were slightly misplaced, you know, which probably was pretty evident because she knew what happened to Ted Kennedy and knew... <laughs> Like there was actual evidence within 15 years of this, 20 years of this, where you know nothing's going to happen to him. He'll be fine. And he was. Yeah. The fact that a guy that plunged off a bridge with a, a woman and he got out and she didn't is just sitting there as part of this. It's stunning. Uh, in Just, I, I don't know. Like... That he was able to go and on and do all those things is, is also just so meaningful to me, right? Like that, you know, I don't know that people actually do criticize us for the, uh, the Kempspin view of doing things, at least not that much. But like, it's so much better than the alternative, in my opinion. Like, I, I don't know, there, there is something about uh, if people have moved on and changed and apologize and atone for what they've done that you shouldn't have them continue to be defined by their worst things but if someone uh you know fucking raped a woman and you know it raped fucking four women and you know and you still vote for him yeah or you hire him for a position that other people would be pretty excited to get yeah it's very different than like fired off a tweet with distasteful lyrics in it when they were in high school yeah it's i mean and obviously our national media but that with nine nine is just fucking carrying water for the establishment she knows she wants to continue to get interviews she wants to work at a commercially backed you know broadcast news uh network she had i mean when's the last time you, the reason that the the Nixon thing stands out is because it's an anomaly. Yeah. It's just not that common, right? Like, I mean, watch any time we're about to go to war, watch any time. I mean, fuck, we just voted. Trump was just, and still is a very popular figure because you just you access normalization, draw as many eyeballs as possible. And that's, what's kind of gross about, about the way that it works in this country. 
because the BBC is obviously much more robust than <laughs> PBS or NPR. I don't know. I think they are, right? I mean, I think they at least have, like, their budget is basically ironclad. I don't think it has resulted in them uh, having a real, like, uh, holding power to account record. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I've just always heard that they have a little more... And maybe go. I've always thought they maybe kind of went overboard. I think it is a superior model. Yeah, uh, the the one that they go with, but uh, it's it's got its downsides. And I, I I don't think that in general the British press is um, anything other than super cozy to the powerful. Um, but yeah, it just one final thing, you know, just a little note to tie up. Uh, in that New York Times article in the Sawyer thing. They're holding it up to her, uh, hey, she's got this rich stepfather, so we should regard her with suspicion. And it doesn't seem to occur to anyone that the richest people involved in the story are the ones being accused of the crime. Yeah, that's... Like, if, if richness equals, uh, you know, things are going on and there's some guilt, then, like, fucking hang the Kennedys right now. You know, uh, but the New York Times article is kind of even more insidious by being like, well, but it's new money. That's what you ought to be worried about. Yeah. And they didn't even really pick and stick like they went with she's from a well to do family and immediately swerved to. But also she drives uh, this car that definitely begs that someone would be uh, forcefully uh, having someone have sex with them. Like, yeah. is she I don't know. But they were grasping at straws because, you know. Even the New York Times is beholden. But in, in the uh, Diane Sawyer thing, there's a, there was a time where she said, um, I think I wrote down, every, she's talking about why the trial was difficult. Oh, why the nine months were difficult. Like, you know, she was like, just what's this been like for you? And she's like, it's been hell because every, she just listed like the times the news comes on. You know, she's like every day at fucking noon, five o'clock, seven o'clock, 10 o'clock, I have to see my rapist face. Mm. And uh, as she's saying that, the producer puts up a picture of his face, like him smiling with his dog. Oh, my God. I'm like, you know oh she's going to see this. And what she oh just said God. is that she's traumatized by having to look at it. Like, oh. just the entire culture is just could not give a shit about this woman's feelings when she's sitting in front of them. Like, that's the that's the lowest thing that you can expect from people is just... Whenever it is someone who's in the room with you, who's explaining it in detail to you, that you just, like, just listen, you know, and, like, don't do anything fucked up. And they couldn't even rise to that. It's a very rare time, though, where I do feel like when we're talking about something from 30 years ago that maybe it's a little bit better. Yeah. Very I, rare, but. I was listening to a recent uh, podcast appearance you had, and uh, you, you, were, you were saying that things are uh, getting worse. And there are some things that are getting worse, and we're kind of at the end of this here, and probably like it's a pretty big conversation. Gap. Yeah, I would say that's the number one thing I would hold up. Inequality is getting worse. That's a major factor. But outside of that, things are getting pretty much better, dude. Like, you'd rather That's live... a pretty big one. Yeah, no, it's huge. It's huge. It has a lot of uh, other effects. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, you look at, like... You think that people treated each other nicer during the Freedom Rides than they do now? No, certainly not. I mean, that's always what you go back to is it's what people are going back to last summer is referencing the late 80s and the 60s. And yeah, although I wonder if there were more 
actual positive impact made in those times and we got out of this one uh but that like to an yeah. extent you just kind of have to wait and see yeah 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 i yeah. mean dude we got brighton we do have by i mean catholic's <laughs> back on top so that's the first step go scotty yeah all right <laughs> oh fuck you <laughs> well uh we'll see everyone uh tomorrow that's it for tonight the high school special is next so until tomorrow for everyone who's been a part of this one i'm tc and jake we do thank you for watching good night